How's it going? It's going good. It's going yeah. really good, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, we're doing something new. We're trying something new, and we'll explain why. The, the reason that we're trying this this new thing, this this thing that we're that I've been calling the Biv Bros Show podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or Biv Bros Show the podcast. But the point Wait. is, is that we have we've had a lot of fun uh, putting the camera on ourselves and recording ourselves talking about uh, comics and movies and books and television. And games and general other things. Nerdery. General, general nerdery. Uh, but but the, the, the issue that we're having currently is that we've had we've both had really awful internet issues. Uh, yes. Which, which makes filming quite difficult. So Yes. You've also kind of been saddled with with doing the the video editing on your own, which I uh, I'm sorry that I haven't been able to chip in on that effort. And and that's you know, that that that's not nothing. That takes a lot of time. We're we're hoping that this that we can get these out a little bit quicker. That's the goal. We just make it simpler for us. I I, so. I, th- I don't think we're giving up on the Bivro show, uh, the 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 video the video <laughs> Bivro show the YouTube sensation the YouTube. Yes, uh, I don't think we're giving up on that. I just think we're going to be a little bit more short, sharp, shock about it. Very more concise. Yeah more sort of big picture stuff. And this this is the kind of thing that we can kind of get to every week and we just turn on the mic and we talk about very topical things that we're interested in because the problem was that I was editing and I just wasn't fast enough and by the time I finished an episode no one cared about what we were talking about <laughs> especially including us. us. Yes. Yeah. Uh yeah. I yeah. know and now I can do great things like I can pick my nose while we're mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody knows. Yeah. Am right. I? Am I not? You don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. I have to wonder. Yeah. yeah. I've got a full well, beard. I mean you. I meant, I meant the listener. But yes. You also don't <laughs> <Both>. know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I took a shower before this, and I shaved and everything, and then I realized, oh, yeah, I didn't have to do any of that. I could have smelled as bad as I was, was smelling. Yeah. And that would have been fine. That Nobody would, be... would know. Although no one could smell me before, but I, you know, I, I did have to at least put on a shirt and not look like a, 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 a dummy. Um, well, I mean, a great big dummy. Maybe. Like like a what? Like a what? I said maybe. Oh, I thought you said like a penis. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, cool. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I don't know why I would say that on any... I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. I guess unless you thought that I looked like a penis. <laughs> In case, that would be pretty weird. That would be weird. Uh, so this is it. Welcome to the Biv Bros Show colon podcast the podcast yeah. Yeah. um and uh we're we don't you know if you've watched the bibro show the youtube you you'll you might have noticed us doing uh, a little segment called d6 degrees of jump little children yeah. I, are we gonna do that i don't think so uh, on this on in the podcast yeah no we're, we're we're branching away from that we're gonna talk about whatever our hearts desires so i yeah um, i I think the video, I think the video will continue uh, D six degrees of things. That's a perfect example of of something that's that we would that we would continue there. We could come up with new games for the podcast, but I think it's sure. I think it's going to end up being a lot of just jibber jabber about stuff that is happening. Yeah, jibber jabber that nobody wants to watch, and that's the other thing. It's like when you're just two bros having chatting. a good time on camera, mm-hmm. you know, and we're not doing a lot. We're not moving around a 
pull a lot. You, you really could just listen to this. And some people, my wife included, said that she prefers, if it's just people chitter chatting, chattering, mm -hmm. she'd prefer to just listen to it rather sure. than be forced to watch it. <laughs> um, so, uh, and I, I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. I so hear here, we, here we are. Um, I miss you, brother. I miss you too. You doing good? I'm doing good. Yeah. You had a birthday this week. I did. Yeah. It was, I mean, some people would consider it a big one. Yeah. I, I don't really think about these things too much. Sure. And mostly because, you know, you and I won the genetic lottery in terms of uh, our our bodies are not aging as quickly as, as some. No, I'm kidding. You're right. As, yeah. as they should. As they should. <laughs> they it's all going to happen all at once <laughs> later on. <laughs> ah! Help! Ah! Help me! Um, <laughs> no! Uh, yeah, 45. 45. 45. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in your head. So it's it's all in your head, it, everybody. It's all in the head. Truly. Truly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I've never, I haven't felt my age for a, a, a while, you yeah. know? I mean, I, I'm starting to get a little bit more aches and pains sure. uh, here and there, bounce back from certain things a little bit, takes a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, but, if, but if I'm not stupid, yeah. if I'm not too stupid and I don't hurt myself, which <laughs> I do that a lot, uh, uh, then things seem to be going pretty good. Good. So keep it up, body. Keep it keep going. It Keep it up. Continue to make it happen. Uh, yeah. Well, we've got a few topics on the page. Do you want to just dive right in? Let's uh, let's just dive right in. I don't see why not. Okay. Well, the biggest thing on our list that we that we've want, been wanting to talk to each other about yes. was the Titans season two premiere. Yep. Which this was uh, dropped last Friday. And uh, if anyone has knows us at all, has talked to us about Titans or listened to watch the, the Bibro show, colon, the YouTube, uh, you'll know that, that we are big, big fans of Titans season one. Yes. Um, really blown away by, uh, gosh, pretty much everything about it. it it's, it, it's, it's, the actors are all great. It yeah. was written really well. It's fun. It's dark, but not stupid right <laughs> for the most part for the most part um uh you know it's dark but somehow felt like it lived outside of the uh zack snyder murder verse dc yes. murder verse um <laughs> even though there's probably more murdering going on in titans possibly um, well, but anyway, yes. so we, we're big fans of, of Titan season one. I, and I was shocked, you know, yeah. I, I had a good friend, my good friend, um, Billy, uh, uh, said, you've got to watch Titans. You got to get the, you have to get the DC universe app just, um, for Titans. And I was like, Oh my God, you've got to be kidding. Um, and he wasn't kidding. Billy Hinnahan mm -hmm. is his name. He's a, a uh, he writes about comics. He lives in New York. He also works for um, the MTA. And he just does. All around cool. He does. I didn't know that. Um, he has a really cool job. He, well, I won't digress, but Billy's cool. So Wonder Woman 2 is out next year, right? Yep. Is it next so, year? Like, yeah. mm -hmm. And then Aquaman, which I tried to watch on HBO. 
uh, I was sick. I was home sick, and I, like, literally, I couldn't get up off the couch, and I still couldn't watch it. <laughs> it was just the, the worst. Dude, I know, I know. Like, I was, God, on, a, was, I was so on a plane, so I had no excuse. Like, the plane or being sick, both uh, amazing uh, examples of time that you would give yourself to watch the worst yeah. of everything. And yeah. and I you're, still... You're just you're captive. <laughs> yes, right. I mean, you don't mind. You don't feel guilty because you're on a plane. You don't feel guilty because you're sick and you could truly just treat yourself. But there was nothing about that that was a treat for me. And so I, I, couldn't, was, I couldn't make it. I couldn't do it. Oh, it was so gross. Mm. It was so gross. And the thing is, I really loved Jason Momoa over the years. I go way back. You don't really. You never watched a show called Stargate Atlantis, no. and um, you didn't watch any of the Stargate series. I was a humongous fan. I know you, they, they just made kind of made you sick. Made me sick. Or, or at least the actor who played Tilk. Oh, I can't scared remember his name me. now. Scared. Me. Um, he scared you. Yeah. Uh, I loved uh, Stargate yes. the series. Is the Siri? How do you what's the Plural series. Series. Um, Stargate SG-1, Stargate Atlantis, Stargate Universe, to a lesser degree. But Jason Momoa, the first time I'd ever seen him, he was on Atlantis. And yeah. uh, so, and I was, I've been a fan since back in those days, back when he was uh, small. Yeah. <laughs> and then he showed up again and became famous because of Game of Thrones. Um, he was in the Conan remake which was I thought it wasn't that bad Um, but God Aquaman it's just brutal it's just brutal and I think he's he just is kind of a I think he's just kind of a bro yeah in real real life I saw him I saw him at C2E2 one year um, talking and he's he's very alpha Mm -hmm. very alpha male he's massively huge in real life he's monstrous um, just bigger than life. He's just a big old, he's physically big, his personality's big. Um, but, and I never cared about Aquaman, or I don't care like how they do or don't represent his character. Or, I mean, it's, it's interesting that he's kind of a Polynesian uh, version of the character. That's great. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but, I don't know. I'm not, it's, I wish he hadn't done that. <laughs> uh, it's so weird. I don't yeah. know how they get Wonder Woman so right and then everything else so incredibly wrong. Yeah, the really the point is, and let's get back on track because okay. what we're well, the, 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 what we're saying is the DC EU God so stupid uh, blows everything about it pretty much blows except for one entry, Wonder Woman, Shining so good. Star, yeah. Um, I don't know technically if Titans and these other DC universe. Um, Series are part of the DCEU or not. Yep. Uh, I guess they're not, actually, because they have a Batman in the Titans that's definitely not on, on the timeline of Ben Affleck or anything. Right. So it, it must be its own universe shard. Um, so let's get to it. Yeah. Uh, it, spoilers, obviously, everybody. Spoilers. One thing that we always need to say on this show, that we, we definitely have a spoiler-filled uh, talk about stuff. So if you haven't seen any of this stuffins, go watch it first and then come back and be nerdy with us. Yes. So you start first, brother. Titans <laughs> season two, episode one. Yes. What did, what did you think? You know me. You know me. I am 
I am... I, I really do usually give people a large swath of credit. I, I mean, I really, uh-huh. I really tend to kind of be positive about things. And you and I disagree about certain things. Uh, you know, I think you're, you're more, you, you have more constructive criticism uh, on the, and I'm just like willing to say, yeah, but <laughs> I had a hard time. I had a hard time with uh, episode one. Season two, yeah, really hard time. Yeah. It all, yeah. it immediately felt bad, and yeah. it, and it did not pull out of feeling bad. It felt like no. another show. It felt like the show. I'm glad that we kind of had this intro to this to this uh, to this television show because because it, it it immediately did all the things that I didn't want. <laughs> that I didn't like. Uh-huh. So, you know, I I made it through a couple of ep- a couple of seasons of The Flash, for example. Fun show, mm-hmm. light, you know, yeah. you know, Buffy-esque and of course I couldn't love Buffy more, but again, I'm I'm I I have such an enormous grain of salt when I when I talk about these things. And their highs and their lows are very the lows can be very low. And so this 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 Titan show just it's not like every episode of season 1 was a hit but it didn't it didn't go to that kind of dumb level and it really it started out dumb. Yeah. Season 2 started out dumb. It did. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. Weak. Like just super weak. Uh very weak. So it's funny I my impression, uh, well, first of all, the, the way that, that season one ends is kind of a, a cliffhanger. And it, it felt at the time like it ended in kind of a strange spot. Mm-hmm. But I, don't, I, I think I was mildly aware of that at the time. But I was very aware of it when I started seeing trailers for season two, when it looked like Trigon and that whole storyline had not a lot to do with this next season. So it became apparent, like, oh, they're just going to wrap that up and move on. And they did. And, and they did. And, 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 and so when I saw the, the first, when I saw the season premiere, I thought, okay, this was really meant to be this, this was, this was supposed to be the season finale for season one. I totally and, thought so, too. And guess what? It was. Oh. But for some reason, the showrunners decided that they, that they thought it they liked the cliffhanger and that they were going to, they wanted to open the se- the next season with something really big. Oh. Um, but man, it did not work. It did not work at all. It no. felt like, uh, there's actually, I read a really great review um, on, on my favorite nerd uh, blog, io9, um, part of the Gizmodo family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and who wrote this? Um, this was written by, oh yeah, I like this guy a lot, Charles Pulliam Moore. Uh, I read a lot of his articles. He's really good. And he's basically right in step with where we were at, brother. Just like, uh, it felt like a step back. Um, you know, uh, it just, you know, I, I think he had some good points like, there wasn't. We didn't get any payoff no. for emotionally for like anyone. Raven was for anyone, but especially Raven, who's really whose story it is <laughs> yeah. in season one. Like, 
and it, this is all coming to a head with her. Her she finds out her father is this horrifying demon, demon and, he, and she's the conduit that he's going to come to Earth and destroy everything. And the stakes are pretty high. And instead of the, wrapping this up in an satisfying emotional way for her where it really investigates how she's going to save the world they go into all of these kind of really weak dream sequences where everybody all of the the new titans are kind of become they get becoming they come into uh uh trigon's thrall because in their in their dream fantasy they kill someone right right or or <laughs> Everyone, they either kill someone or they do heroin. <laughs> it's like... Or they do... Well, <laughs> yes. But he, he... I mean, I guess... I know. Well, I guess he kills her by... Like, she dies oh, because... Okay. Right. Well, that, that, that's what I thought. But they that's don't They thought. don't give her it, a little what, dream sequence. What we're talking sequence. about here is right. Hawk and Dove. In Hawk and Dove's uh, uh, dream sequence, Hawk, who's an addict, in, the, in, in his dream world, he's getting his... his wife, partner, whomever, dove to shoot up heroin, and I presume that she dies for, because of that. Sure. Uh, or maybe she just, you know, but... She didn't get whatever. a dream he, sequence, though, so so that that was a, that was glaring. That was just, like, to me, they, they go through all these these dream sequences where there's evil, and then it ends up where, where he... Okay, sure, I'll accept that he kills his wife with with an overdose of heroin, but why did she turn evil? For taking right. the heroin? I mean, it's, it was I know. it was just weak. bad. I mean, just the, weak. The, they, okay. they introduce for no, like, it, they introduce at the very beginning, Raven, I will have her when I break her heart, when her heart is broken. And it, it's such a weak, weak choice. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's too it literal doesn't. or it's not literal enough or it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. And then and then it's there's really this bad. there's this whole thing where they they're trying to like <laughs> so they beat up the Gar character, the um the uh Beast Boy character. They uh-huh. they they all turn evil because of heroin and then they beat up Gar, <laughs> and and uh, you know that's that's that could be terrible. And she she tries to turn to to Dick Grayson, Robin, and uh, and 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 this is her one chance to kind of break Dick out of being evil and and say help my friend, help our friend Gar. And he goes, of course, and he quote unquote kills Gar, but and but like. This show has gone, it's gone the level, right? It is gone, it has done things where you're like, oh, wow, no, he, he snapped someone's neck. He shot somebody in the face. It, it, it's not afraid of, of ultraviolence, but right. what happens when Dick Grayson like, picks up Gar, who's been kicked and beaten, and he just throws him in slow motion into like a filing cabinet or something like like a chest a chest of drawers and then he falls down and then everyone it, that breaks her heart because undoubtedly he's dead <laughs> because what? my my cabinetry my, my cab- cabinetry my, don't break my cabinetry oh no i mean yeah, there's never no mind proof that, that he's dead there's no there's no checking that he's dead of course he's going to come back to life but it's it's so un 
it, it's like nothing is thought out. It is so yeah. slap-ass, so pieced together. He, <laughs> so her heart breaks, and then her, her demon father <laughs> pulls her, uh, your, your heart's broken, eh? I think it is. And he pulls out her heart and turns it into a little red crystal. She dies, and then he puts the crystal into her head, turning her evil. Yeah. And let's talk just a second about how, do you remember in the 90s, when someone turned evil, they put, you know, uh, black contacts in, right? So now when people yeah. turn evil, in every horror movie, when they turn evil, they have this really cool, very detailed, blacked out uh, makeup over on your eyes <laughs> with little, like little veins of black. Yeah, yeah. That's that's evil uh-huh, now. Uh-huh. And everybody everybody becomes evil in that way. And so she wakes up with a with a jewel in her head, which it made me it made me angry because I knew at that moment they wanted us to cheer because that's what the character looks like in the in the comics. The comic in the comics uh, Raven has this little red jewel Mm-hmm. On, on her like forehead, a, bin, a bindi, a, a bindi, bindi sort of, of a bindi, thing. yeah. Uh-huh. And, and so we were supposed to go, yay! But it's so anticlimactic and weak and stupid. <laughs> it's really bad. There, there's. Think back to season one, yeah. where Raven watched her mother, her foster mother, who was ostensibly her actual mother, right? The one who woman who raised her, maybe it's her aunt, um, get shot in the head, right? Like, witness this firsthand. That's death. So, like, yeah. So, I mean, how how is Beast Boy getting tossed into the cabinetry gonna gonna break her heart? He, he, the, this here's what sums up episode one for me. I think I actually I saw this. I think I went, oh my, <laughs> out loud. Um, it's so so Raven. If she's she's. She, uh, Gar has th- freed Raven from the thrall of Trigon by just holding her hand, because, mm-hmm. you know, hand, hand-holding helps. <laughs> um, and uh, she's like, says, I got this, <laughs> right? right. She, right. like, saunters out to open up a can of demonic whoop-ass. Right. And, on her um, On her father. And she does. It just, like, kill, like beats him, like, just without any effort no. at all. So, just, like, suddenly, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly is able to use all these powers that she's, she had no, no control over, like, yeah. f- 10 minutes ago. Just... Just suddenly right. is able well, to defeat yeah. an entire and so, demon. Father. Sure, yeah, and and whatever. I mean, is it the jewel in her head that? I mean, I I'll go. I'll, I'll give her. I'll give him that. I, I don't care about that. Here's what I cared about. What I cared about was so she she releases this black raven goo and it eviscerates Trigon, and it sets off this kind of uh, this kind of uh, concussion blast, right? Mm-hmm. And it knocks. The team who was all standing behind Raven on the porch. Right. <laughs> I can't even say this without laughing. Get off my porch! <laughs> right. <laughs> so it blows them all back. Right. Yeah. They're watching it. And they're still kind of uh, what possessed. Possessed. They're still yeah. possessed, but the the concussion blast blows them back onto the porch, <laughs> and then and there's the big white light, and then the smoke clears. And then they're all getting up, right? They're uh-huh. they're just getting up off their asses, except for and everyone's just fought, like been blown all over the place, except for Dove, who somehow 
<laughs> managed to land right on the couch, on the, port, the porch <laughs> sofa. And so she just looks like she's just getting up off the couch. She was taking a nice little nap. <laughs> well, I mean, and I just thought, who was directing this and let her... Because you don't see her land on the sofa. You don't see that because yeah. there's a whiteout. You just see them, like you see them getting blown back, and then you, and then the big white blast, and then they, they're on the ground. They're getting up, so it just looks like she's been chilling on the couch. Yeah. No, it does. <laughs> so bad. It's so awful. so dumb. It's I mean, here's awful. my hope. Okay. Here's my hope, is that they wrapped this up, and now they're just gonna move on to to new and more interesting stuff and kind of get back on track. The only thing that makes me nervous about that was that post Trigon, we get a little um, Gotham City action. Uh-huh. And that didn't feel very good either. It did not get better at all. It did not get uh, better. The only good think- thing about it, brother, is that, <clears throat> is that you know, this big meeting that they've, they've kind of been teasing about Dick Grayson, you know, going back to Wayne Manor, and and you, you and I talked about this. We were very afraid, based on the trailers, that that uh, that Batman was going to have a British accent because the the actor yeah. that plays Batman um, <coughs> is a Brit and yes. an incredible actor, but but you know, from from the trailers, they they couldn't pick parts that made him sound, and his accent was super super weird still. But at least he wasn't actually British. That was the only thing. The the rest of it was so schlocky and meaningless. Oh, and just bad poor, writing. Bad poor dialogue. Dove. No wait, is she Dove? She poor Dove. She had the worst lines, man. Every, everything was like a wink and a smile. It was just so piss poor. Oh, you're talking about the the that like the goodbyes. The at goodbyes. The scene. Oh man. Oh, I know. Well, that's. I think that if if I hadn't already felt like this was meant to be the season ender, I knew for sure then that that it it had to have it was supposed to be because yeah, why would you have a goodbye session <laughs> in the season one premiere or the season two premiere? Uh, it just didn't make any sense. Like the beats were so off. So it was off. like what? Why? Wait. This is we're just getting started. Why? Why? Um, I love Ian Glenn. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yes, thankfully, uh, he did not have a British accent. But, but let's try to do the math mm-hmm. on how old Bruce Wayne is supposed to be. be because, um, so we've seen a young dick, right? And he looks to be 13, Ish? Yes. Right? So, so what they're putting forward, what, what Titans, the Titans universe is putting forward, is that, so Dick now, present day Dick, I want to say they've referenced how old he was in season one, and he was still in his 20s. Okay, sure. I accept that. We, we, we know that this is an older Dick, obviously. You know, he's, he's he, up until season, the end of season one, he was still Robin. Um, presumably he's going to transform into Nightwing um, over this some point in this season, too. But that he's grown out of Robin and, and he's gone off on his own and, and all that stuff. But 
say he's 13 when he when Bruce adopts him, mm-hmm. and he's 27 now, sure. right? Sure. So wh- what? How old is that? And that's like 14 years. Is that my math is terrible? Um, right? Yeah. About 14 years? Uh, I think so. Let's say, let's say, let's just make it easy, even 15. Let's say there's 15 years between Dick as a boy, yeah. when he's first adopted, and Dick now. How old did that make Bruce when he adopted Dick? Because that, that is significantly older than in any canon in the comics or anywhere else. Like, he would already have to have been in his 40s. To look like and to be the age that Ian Glenn is as Bruce Wayne now, and I can't, I'm sorry, I can't look at him and go, he's still, he's that old. This is like older than the Dark Knight Returns era, Batman. I mean, he's only in his fifties in the Dark Knight Returns, <coughs> right? And he is clearly, in, in, or if he's not in his sixties, my man is going bald. Well, he's <laughs> he, he's fifty-eight. Okay, so close Six, enough. Sixty. He look, but he looks like he's. He looks, looks like he's lived his life. He, he looks. looks older. Six, he looks early sixties minimum to me. He does. So enough that it just it doesn't. It almost stretches the belief that he could still be Batman. It really does. It does. Now so, I, I mean, I, 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 interestingly, I, I could I could see the age. I don't know. I actually don't know how how old. Uh, um, Jason Todd? Uh, no, the the current the 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 DCEU Batman. What the hell is that? Oh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. I I could see Ben Affleck being the correct age. Yes. To the and, the Titans era Robin. Yes. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. And and he was meant to be an older uh in in uh Batman versus Superman, V Superman, Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, they even show uh, there's a little Easter egg of Robin's costume right. in the Batcave that has the Joker's written on it. Um, so, you know, yes, that that computes for me. That that would make sense. It just doesn't make sense. And and unfortunately, and like I can get past that because he's not going to be in the show that much. Right. Batman's not going to be a major player. But it just makes me question their decision making really and their does. storytelling. Like, why, why, why him? I just, I just don't get it. I don't get any of it. Um, so, and then their whole, you know, mm. the stuff they said they didn't say anything. They really right? didn't like they were say just, anything. You know, just kind of like a lot of winking and nodding of like, well, you're gonna get some. You got your new Titans. Yeah. It was basically all just a setup. All of that was just a setup so that they would have a place to stay in San Francisco that was their cool okay. place of operations. And I don't mean to pick on every single thing of this show, but even that was so silly. I'm I'm watching I'm watching Jason Todd, this in the character. He's the new Robin. And he is he has been living in Wayne Manor 
for right. his, you know, for a, a majority of his life, probably at this point, as uh, let's say <laughs> even for a couple of years, even who, who cares? He's you accustomed know? to <laughs> the fineries at this yes. point. And he why walks, is he impressed by a fancy apartment? He walks into this, I mean, yes, beautiful, beautiful, spacious apartment, but he, I mean, the actors reacting like it's the most beautiful place he's ever seen. It doesn't, it I just, know. no thought no thought yeah. happened I know. in this episode not nothing i know it's 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 upsetting it it's upsetting it yeah truly i i'm nervous going forward we'll see yeah. well you know after tomorrow we'll see if if the shakiness continues or yeah. if uh they write the course you know I, I, after watching and i <laughs> i stayed i stuck through to the bitter end with um uh swamp thing mm-hmm. and it 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 was such a strong opening, and it just nosedived so quickly. So uh, I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous for yeah. for, for where this is going. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hope that they can pull it out. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll it's see. it's been interesting to kind of watch that. Um, and I think I mentioned in our last Bib Road show that I had started watching uh, Young Justice, right? Which um, uh, I don't watch a lot of cartoons. I know you, you actually watch more cartoons than I do, but not superhero cartoons. You watch Rick and yeah. Morty and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the horse, 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 Bo- Bojack, Horseman. Bojack Horseman, yeah. Bojack Horseman, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I, I did finally start watching Rick and Morty, and, and, have, and it's really funny. Yeah. Good God. But I, I just took a chance on Young Justice because I felt like getting in a Saturday morning cartoon kind of mood. And I'm... I'm really surprised how well it's written, how thoughtful it is. I mean, they they go into kind of the psychology of these young kids and when something bad happens, and they like basically have a counseling session to like try to deal with what's happened. I'm like, like going into places of that you wouldn't expect in a kind of a cartoon atmosphere. Um, so anyway, it was just juxtaposed against against Titans, which is, you know, in the season, first season, very rooted in the, quote, real world, very gritty. Uh, and I, I found myself going, man, Young Justice is so much better than this first episode, just infinitely better. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see. What's next? That's enough. We, co- we covered Titans, right? <laughs> we covered Titans. We covered Titans. And we're hopeful. Some. We're hopeful, but we're very sad. Um, what's next? I... Uh, I wanted. I didn't. I didn't watch Future Man. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, no, no. I. I did. It was my homework. I didn't do it. It's okay. I wanted to. I wanted to talk a little bit about this show, Future Man. I don't. I. I don't honestly know whether it has. Um, you know, it is popular. I'm. I'm assuming it's doing okay. It has a second season. It's uh It's on Hulu. I don't know that it's a Hulu. Uh, show, necessarily, but, I. Somebody suggested that I that I watch it, and it's kind of delightful. It's it is uh, it's a comedy for the most part. For the most part, I mean, there's it's not it's not laugh a minute, but it's definitely it's definitely mostly tongue in cheek comedic uh, sci-fi show about sort of a, a loser played by jo- Josh. Hutcherson, I think from uh, Hunger Games, and who's great. Every all of the actors are 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 perfect in this. 
and it, you, it, there are plenty of the you know the usual cameos from all the character actors and the you know it, you know it's it's full of little you know nice uh, Easter egg characters and but Josh Hutcherson uh, plays this this kind of loser he's a janitor he's a good kid he lives with his parents his parents are really sweet and they love him and they support him but he doesn't really do anything and the only thing he really cares about is this video game uh in in which he you know the world is it's set in a it's set in a dismal future where where uh mutants basically uh, have overrun the earth and you are part of a, a rebel force that's trying to uh you know get back into power um and so he's 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 really really good at this game. No one's ever beat this game, and then he beats the game, and he's you know he's on cloud nine because it's kind of it's kind of the the most uh, you know impressive thing he's ever done in his life, and his his, his wall suddenly it, it, suddenly like he wins the game and he's sitting down and then and then suddenly. Um, characters from the video game appear and it turns out that the game is just a uh, training simulator to sort of find the 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 one sort of the the chosen one basically to go back into the future and and defeat these these mutants these this this evil force uh, mm-hmm. And you know, just all kinds of crazy, crazy hijinks uh, ensue. It has Eliza Coop in it from Happy Endings, who I really love. Uh, this guy named Derek I what, Wilson. I don't know what that is. Happy, uh, Happy Endings. Endings was a sitcom. It was set in Chicago, but there was absolutely nothing Chicago about it. But it was just—it was very, very quirky uh, little show about kind of like these friends, these these pals that so it could have been friends for example like a, a you know a mid 2000 edition but it was it was really there was some really weird it had a way in it had a way in son in it and uh just everybody was just a little off like all the characters were kind of should have been friends like Rachel and Joey and all those people, but then they were just a little weird. So it was kind of a surrealist twist, and it was it was a really fun it was a really fun show. We really enjoyed it, and she we loved okay. her especially. Her her character was in, in that show like a sort of the sister, the very haughty, uh, workout obsessed sister, and she's very funny. Um, in this show, it, she has a very different character, but but it's she's a great actor and. It's really fun. It's it's a super fun show. Um, I I think I'm getting close to the end of the first season, but there there is a second one, so I highly recommend Future Man. I like that guy. There's something kind of Steve Zombie about him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. At least the way he looks a little bit. It kind of reminds me of a young Steve Zahn. Uh Am I saying that? That's his name, right? I Steve think so. Zahn. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I love yeah. that guy. Yeah. But yeah, it's fun. I don't know what, whether it's based on anything. It's it's uh, produced by the it's executive produced by Seth Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. So it's it's got Aww. you know it's got 
it's those got guys. some like it's those guys. It's got like some fart humor or you know there, there's some there's some childishness, but it it it's not it doesn't it doesn't dive as deep as those guys would normally go, because the the actual showrunners are a, a team of three people. I don't I don't know who they are. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 fun. I, I'll be curious to see what you think about it. Okay, <clears throat> I will get on it. Promise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, everybody out there, if you're listening to this, you also get on it and um, feel free to let us know. Yeah. Um, brother, where we, where can people reach us now that we're doing this podcast? How do people reach us on Facebook? Is that the best way to get in touch with us? That's a good point. Um, I don't know. What, we we do have a Vivbro show. Uh, Facebook, I think. Well, then go to Biv Bros Show, <laughs> and if you if you have any thoughts or ideas about all of our blatherings, yeah, uh, please please go there and and join the conversation. I'll, I'll add it to the uh, show notes if I, when I figure out exactly what it is. But I think it's I think it's like either the Biv Bros Show or Biv Bros Show or both. I don't know. I probably did both. Well, I, yeah, I'll just go to <laughs> good old fashioned Facebook.com and find out. Keep keep it going. Um, yeah, so let, yeah, let's let's start a conversation about that future man and and uh, you know no spoilers. Don't tell me how s- season two goes, but I'm you know I'm scared now about all season twos. Uh, you were going to talk about you got on your birthday you got um, sort of a collection of die comics comic called die graphic novel. Yes, I bought yes I bought the um, the first collected. Uh, the first volume of Die, mm-hmm. uh, however, six six or so issues of Die, written by Kieran Gillen, who also, uh, he's, he's mostly known for uh, wick, the, wick, the Wicked and the Divine, yeah. um, and which just finished, uh, oh. I think just last week, published the very last issue. Um, so they've been in the in the press a little bit, uh, Kieran Gillen and the artist, uh, Jamie McKelvey. <coughs> I've been being interviewed a lot for for that, um, but I've been seeing Die. I knew that I get his newsletter, so I, I found out about Die that way. And this is not Die as in death. This is Die as in six D D six D ten twelve twenty. And it is um, <clears throat> he describes it succinctly as goth Jumanji, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, and it, it kind of is. I've only, I'm only one issue in, so I haven't finished the volume yet. Um, uh, the, it's, there's something a little bit jarring about reading his words with a completely different artist. And it's not that I haven't experienced that before. I mean, he's, he's written plenty of stuff without, and, you know, without Jamie McKelvey drawing it. Uh, but ja- Jamie is one of my favorite artists and very very super clean style um but i've you know i've read star wars comics that kieran gillen's read mm-hmm. written um illustrated by other people um but this is so this is his first i guess like creator-owned um venture without jamie and um there's something it's just kind of an odd feeling of not being able to get used to the art style it's just mm-hmm. so different so different. Um, so I'm getting used to that. Um, but it also just kind of dredged up some some feelings about. I think I think at the end I think 
he's probably one of the more important writers in comics right now. I think he's, you know, I think that's kind of widely, you know, that's a widely held notion that he's one of the the best out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it kind of reading, getting into Die, which very briefly, I'll just tell you what it's about. It's uh, about these uh, these kids who are all friends when they're young and they're kind of punks and uh, but they're nerds and they're they get together to play um, a game of D and D. And I think you've read this issue. I think yeah, I, right, the first one. Yeah. So um, and so we're on the same page, uh, pun intended. Um, and but the dungeon master. Um, whose name escapes me at this moment, uh, the character name, he's, got, he's somehow come across this special set of dice. And, in, and for those of you who have never played a role-playing game, typically what, the way that it works is every person who's playing the game, so you have a party of four people, everyone has their own set of dice. And in your set, you have a D4, D6, D10, D12, D8, D20. Right, yeah. I think it covers it, mm-hmm. and and because you you know you need all your own stuff, just like you need your own pencil. <laughs> right. Um, right. <laughs> but in this special game that they're going to play, they he's only got one of each type of die, and he gives each one out to each member of the party. But something happens; they're sucked into this crazy fantasy world where you know, kind of mysterious stuff happens, they end up coming back years, no, almost instantly, like it feels like, like they, they're missing for a, n- a number of days. Um, one of them, a girl, comes back missing her arm. So it's clearly something has happened, but they, they literally cannot talk about it. They, they try to tell people what happened to them because for all of the world knew, they just disappeared. Right. They were just gone. And they come back on a lonely road a driver pulls up and it's like what are you guys doing here um and they try to tell them and they they something is keeping them from being able to talk about it and you find out later what that is why they can't talk about it but um anyways i enjoyed it i think there's something about kieran gillen's writing that's that's um i won't say impenetrable but it's dense to the point where it's it is hard to penetrate, okay. and and that amplified my feelings that I'd already been having about the Wicked and the Divine, which is I think this is in part his writing, in part I think the experience of I, I don't collect individual issues, I don't have room for, I don't have the money for it. Um, I think it's a, a really really cool format and a way of storytelling, and I think that. If, if you're reading a story ongoing monthly, then you're probably really still in it in a way that, the way that I experience it is I, I, I have to wait until the trade paperbacks come out so that six to 10 issues are collected at a time. Sure. And, but by the time the trade comes out, I really don't remember a lot of what's happening again. I either have to reread it or, you know, I just start to feel just disconnected. It doesn't, doesn't I'm lost from the flow. So I think Wicked and Divine is particularly 
hard for that experience. Yes. So I found myself so many times, despite like, it's been one of the most inspirational, like in, in its highs for me, it's been one of the coolest books I've read yeah. ever. Um, but I've, I've definitely had a lot of moments of like, what the hell is this about? What is this is start like it starts to feel like it's rambling and it's you know I've all of the interviews you'll, that you'll find with them right now there it's them talking about what it's about um, and I'm just struggling to grasp on to like to get that feeling very strongly and uh, I again I don't I don't know if it's if it's the storytelling or if it's just the disconnect of how I'm absorbing the story, but um, it's dense. Yeah, you, you said it. It's it's it can be really. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I, he's. I think he's the kind of guy who who thinks a lot. Yeah. Right. Like he's a, you know. Um, he's a thinker. And I don't know. I don't know anything about him, but he just seems like possibly too smart for his own good uh-huh. kind of guy. I don't know. Um, we'll see. So I need to dive back into die and see where that takes me. And hope, hopefully it's just a little, there's, it's a little bit lighter. We'll see. It starts off pretty heavy. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think it's, it's amazing that like these kinds that you can tell these kinds of stories in comics. Oh, and, yeah. and one thing, you know, that you'll, the more you get into comics and pay attention to creators and, and, and what they're doing, you know, one question that will come up a lot is, why do you have to tell the story this way? Like, why does the story need to be told in, in this medium? Yeah. Why is that important? As opposed to, why isn't it a screenplay or a play or a book? Right. Um, and... Um, it's, I mean, you know, you'll hear it again and again. We're in the golden age of comics. Like, people, you can, there's all kinds of weird comics out there that, that you, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, you'd never see that. So, um, I, speaking of rambling, who's rambling now? <laughs> <laughs> Me. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I think it's, this, is, this is another to be continued. And and something yes. that we'll need to sort of check in on and and uh, but yeah I, I hear what you're saying it's like it doesn't you can <laughs> the, the graphic novel the comic has so much to rise above in so many ways because there's been a real horrible you know there have been there have been very you know very long swaths of time that. You, stuff that you would not want to read that that wouldn't be elevated to the level that has been a Sandman level, or but now and, and possibly because of Neil Gaiman on a lot of levels, it is it is it has for many years been seen as an actual valid art form, literary art form, mm-hmm. uh, visual art form, and um, but yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean that it, <laughs> we can understand it all the time. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's it's comics have have arrived and then and then some. I mean, anything and everything it seems like is is getting optioned for movies or TV shows eventually. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I know that that there are some machinations for Wick Div, uh, 
uh, series, I think. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, I, I, who knows when it's going to happen. And, and some things just kind of, you know, uh, have been just wasting away in development for years, like Why the Last Man? Just They could never figure out how to do it. Um, so, no, it's, uh, the medium is, it's, it's here. It's here, and it's ready to party with you. Yeah. Um, uh, I just, I feel like I'm going to, once I'm finished Wicked, I'm going to have to go back and read it all over again from the beginning, from the beginning. without any, without Stops. any breaks. Mm-hmm. And then, and at the same time, I want to like discuss it with a Wicked scholar. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the next step, actually taking a class on the Wicked and, and the Divine in college. University. Yeah. I, I, there you go. I bet it happens. Let's, let's do that. Um, um, okay. That's my. That's my. That's everything I have on die. We'll come back to that later. Uh, yeah. After I guess you need to catch up on some issues as well. So we'll maybe if we can both read that that first volume, then we'll come back and rediscuss that later. Okay. Let's do that. Uh, the everything. The rest of the stuff that we have to talk on, we can just touch on real briefly. They cast. Yeah. They cast. Uh, they cast Kate Bishop for the Hawkeye series. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the Bumblebee movie, although people said it was great. But like, you have seen you I, have seen Spider Verse. Oh, is she the voice of uh, Stacy? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, great. So I don't know yeah. anything about her. Her name is Haley Steinfeld. Her name I, is Haley Steinfeld. I, I don't know much about her. She is she I, I, she she looks perfect. She looks perfect to me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. She does. She's yeah. beautiful. She's gorgeous, but but in a in the proper way, not not like. Uh, so we're we're talking about we're talking about um, Hawkeye, uh, Kate Bishop, one of my favorite characters in the Marvel universe, for sure. Uh, a sort of a teen. She starts out as a teen, as a teen at least. Um, that. Uh, Hawkeye, which Hawkeye in the in the comics has a much more complicated, detailed life. He's deaf. It's it's a there's a whole there's a whole like uh, depth to Hawkeye in the comics that they haven't touched on in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But in in this in this universe, he's you know he's been married a few times. He's he's had a, he's had a rough life, but he takes in this young girl to be uh to to train her and and she uh, she's also called hawkeye they coexist as hawkeye now, and she she I moves to the west coast differently oh you do i remember i remember that differently than you do well that so in the comics spoilers uh hawkeye is killed by the scarlet witch and he's gone for a while right um, and, and in that, his absence, that's when Kate shows up. So she becomes Hawkeye to f- take his place. Oh. Now, now he is, and then he, he comes, comes back. back to life um, later on. And I forget the, all of the ins and outs of that. But uh, it's, they kind of, I feel like they kind of pick up that, that mentor relationship in the Matt Fraction series, which is pretty much regarded as one of the best, definitely the best Hawkeye series 
ever. I, I think everything that I was talking ever. about, even everything I was kind of just talking about, was purely thanks to Matt Fraction. The the deafness, the um, the the mentor. You're right. Actually, now now that you're saying it, it's it's very possible that she she was. She was her own thing, but they did study. I mean, they did study together. They became this sort of when the Matt Fraction series kind of starts. She, they are, they have this sort of. I mean, it's not father daughter necessarily relationship, but it is definitely mentor mentee relationship. Whether or not she feels Ish. like it, it's it's it's, it's necessary or not, because she definitely right. knows she knows that she's Hawkeye. Uh, and right. he knows that he's she's already high. seasoned. Yeah, she's it's, seasoned yes. by that point. Um, I think she respects him for the hero he has been and the archer that he is. Uh, she also recognizes that he's kind of a doofus. Yeah, uh, like kind of a helpless. He's not doesn't. I mean, kind of the whole point of that fraction series is that he's 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 a superhero, but he, you know his personal life, his life as a human being is you know, <laughs> not yeah. in the best shape. Um, but neither is hers. Right. Um, she's a rich girl. That's uh, right. And so, but yes, so she does eventually set off on her own. Um, and then that, that amazing series written by Kelly Thompson, um, also yeah. one of my favorites in West Coast Avengers. She kind of, she had to, she, she finally stopped Hawkeye, her, her, uh, run on Hawkeye, um, and but picked her up with uh, West Coast Avengers. Have you been reading that? Uh, n- no, but uh, well, you got to. It's yeah. great. It picks up pre- pretty much right where Hawkeye leaves off. Um, she's still in the West Coast, and you know, obviously West Coast Avengers. But she gets a, a team together, um, and it's great. It's great. It's both Hawkeyes and another cast of clowns. Um, Kelly Thompson, one of my favorite writers. Um, at Marvel right now, yeah. Um, in the series, it looks like there's they're definitely setting it up to be uh, Jerry Mer- Jeremy Renner Hawkeye mentoring Kate Bishop Hawkeye, right. and I, I guess we were to take that from uh, the fallout after Endgame that he was pretty severely emotionally broken, um, losing his family. Uh, losing uh, Black Widow. Um, he just went to a super dark place. So I'm guessing that it's probably going to head in the direction of she's, by becoming a mentor and sort of a father figure, he's going to f- hopefully find his way out of the darkness. Um, something like that. Something like that. We'll see. Uh, but it's, it seems like much more of a mentor relationship than the comics ever really explicitly got into. Sure. Um, uh, in, in the comics, it's more just them kind of going on zany adventures together, which is right. Just so, so much fun. Right. Uh, anyway, so that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. There. That's that's pretty much all there is to say about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've never talked about the Spider-Man debacle. You know, I still haven't seen Spider-Man: Far From Home. Right. I th- I think I've I think I've finally caught wind of some spoilery business. Sure. N- no, I haven't seen it explicitly. But I'm gonna. I'm just gonna guess, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So what I'm. What I think must have happened in this latest movie is that they have somehow suggested. I think you kind of let it slip 
and you tried to you tried to play it off as if you 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 didn't spoil something, but um, but I think that they are suggesting that similar to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, that there is a multiverse within the live action, or it's the same multiverse um, connected to into the Spider-Verse, and that potentially the Spider-Men from movies past, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, will somehow resurface in future Spider-Man movies. Am I right about that? No. No? Okay, interesting. No, I mean, I'm not saying that they, they, they couldn't come up with that concept. Uh, they, but no, and it's not really a spoiler to, it's not necessarily a spoiler to say that uh, they do talk about they do talk about the mul- like a multiple universe in this in this homecoming movie uh, and sort of almost as an Easter egg element to to try to tie things together and then it turns out that that's that's a little bit of a red herring but is it you know you you're not you're not they don't really leave you with any kind of concrete information so that's a very interesting theory that you just have there they're gonna have to do something and it's very sad i am I'm, I'm pretty sad about it you know it's yeah i i just i do hope that they're gonna finish th- that i mean it has it been is is tom uh is he gonna continue or are they gonna do one more movie yes at least? okay great. no he he's he's moving forward in it okay. for sure i mean he he just did a kind of semi-spoilery interview okay talking about you know all of the the potential you know you know they're they are talking about having miles in a live action film mm. uh so he was doing kind of a, a email q a and someone asked him uh is peter gonna have to die for miles to show up and he says god i hope not because <laughs> that would be awesome for to, for us to both be doing it um so th- it seems like that's in the plans it doesn't look like he's out it looks like they're they're sticking with that, and you know they've already established through Venom like their own shared Spider Universe, and yeah. this can't believe they're doing a friggin' Morbius movie with. I mean, Morbius is okay, like that's fine, but I just if there's there's I don't think there's an actor who I hate more than yeah. Jared Leto. You really don't like Jared Leto. You really don't. I like I, I no. I, it's not that I don't like him. I fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to edit out your hate. I've I've had to edit out the level of your hatred towards Jared Leto number, numerous times. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like in general, like I've I've had to edit out just the fact that you your your ire towards Jared Leto just seems so. Oh, I hate extreme. him. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him so much. I hate all the stories I hear about him, like all of the Joker stories. I hate all the the Blade Runner stories, and he's just he's like he's. I'd rather watch William Shatner play all these roles. You know, I mean, it's that level of hammy, hamminess that that is somehow being played off as transcendental. Like he's going to some some depth of humanity in his portrayals. That just it's just such horse crap. So I'll anyway, just say yeah. it's hard to be an actor. That's all I gotta say. And yeah, I think I think that it's hard to be an actor. It drives people insane. Acting drives people insane. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just standing, because I, I don't know him personally, and he might be like the sweetest, most lovely human being ever. He might. He could. Uh, so he could. Uh, that's, all, that's all I've got to say is I, uh, yeah. 
Anyway. But yes, you do not like Jared Leto. And but it's very possible to be a good person and be a fantastic actor. Is it? People have, many people have done it. Is it? Well, Name seemingly. One. Name one. Seem, person, someone who seems like a good person and is a good actor? Yeah. Uh, well, Tom Holland seems like he's a decent actor and seems like a pretty decent guy. I'll tell you, uh, Daniel Radcliffe really seems like a decent guy. I'm not he saying does. he's the best actor of all time, but uh, we got to watch his journey as an actor from being mm-hmm. a little kid to being a grown-up, That's and true. he's certainly got to a, at least a level. Uh, I'm not saying it's... Of course, actors are crazy. A lot of them are jerks. A lot of people are jerks. Yep. Uh, but I'm it's... And, and, he, and I've, heard, I've, I've heard rumors that Jared Leto's kind of a, a douche in real life, but I don't know that. I've never experienced that. So I, I'm not judging him on that, but uh, but I am judging him on his performances, which drive me crazy. Sure. Uh, and and the, just the horrible stories that just reek of like self-importance and yeah. self-infatuation. It's just like, ugh, God. I know. I you know, know, it's like I can, I can, I can, it, I can deal with... Um, Oh, crap. What's his name? Last of the Mohicans. Daniel Day-Lewis. You know, being a full-on method, like, insane, going to insane levels of method acting. But at least he's, like, he's subjecting the people on the set to that, so that's tough, I'm sure, for his coworkers. But he's not... I don't know. Yeah. But he's also friggin' Daniel Day-Lewis. I know. Like, like I will, I'm willing to give, I guess, some, some leeway if you're, you know, if your performances are transcendental. Uh, anyways, whatever. That's boring. Uh, Spider-Man debacle. What's happening? We don't know. We don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. It's, it's just... It's, it's gone from Disney. It's gone. But they're going to... Yeah, it's, it's, the door is closed permanently. Wow. Uh, it, what, what bumps me out is that if that were a creative decision, then I'd be like, well, okay, you know, okay. But it's just knowing that it's uh, that it's all business it just yeah. feels so gross. It makes me think about like the the bad old days of record deals and stuff, where you just know like decisions are being made for the grossest reasons. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I feel like this is something that we're gonna we will be able to keep up and be more consistent with and just have. I yeah. mean, again, you know, everyone knows that the the reason that we started this. Uh, this thing is so that we could hang out because you and I, it's, you know, w- we get on the phone all the time and we talk this stuff for fun. And we thought, well, maybe other people would think it's interesting. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. You know, you can you can find us on Facebook and and, and let us know. But this, I I have a good time. So thanks thanks for thanks thanks for being here. You're, are you thanking me? I'm thanking you. Oh yeah yeah. Thanks I mean, for being my is... brother. This is actually even better because, um, you know, when we talk we, on the phone just or on Slack, anyone knows what Slack is, you know, we have to talk about business stuff for the most part. We don't actually nerd out that much. We don't have time to. So having a dedicated time to talk about all this, this stuff is even more fun. It is. So anyway, come back, get yeah. nerdy with us. 
Um, we'll, we'll, I just I went to our Facebook page. It is the Biv Bro Show, and, and there's literally nothing on it. So we'll fix that. <laughs> we'll fix that. <laughs> um, and uh, like us, share us. This, uh, if we haven't mentioned it before, this podcast and the Biv Bro Show is brought to you by Bivens Brothers Creative. You can go yes. to bivensbrothers.com and look at what Matt and I do in our, uh, our daytime hours. We, we mm-hmm. make websites and other things. Um, so be sure and check that out. And I think we'll, that's we'll a We'll do this again next week, yeah. We'll do it again next week, and we'll, we'll figure out some fun stuff to talk about. Of course, if you, if you do hear this and uh, there's something that you would like for us to discuss, something nerdy that's close to your heart, please drop us a line in the Facebook or on the Twitters and let us know so we can check it out in advance. Please. Okay. Please All right. Okay. Well, until then, brother, I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Love you too, brother. Come on in and have a good old time Have a fun time with two bros We're having a good time, never a bad time Having a fun time, never a dumb time Down on the bedroom